the Pentagon sends deployment notices to American troops as conflict escalates in Israel. And a new study shines light on obesity rates in the military. All of that and more today, October 17th, 2023. Good morning, Early Birds. I'm Jonathan Lairfeld, and this is the Early Bird Brief, produced by Defense News and Military Times. First up, the Pentagon is asking about 2,000 U.S. troops to be ready to respond to the Israel-Hamas war. That's according to a report in the Wall Street Journal. The report says American troops would be tasked with support missions and would not serve in combat roles. Some American troops are already heading to the region. The U.S. Air Force announced F-15E aircraft arrived in the Middle East Friday, one day after American A-10 Warthog attack planes arrived in the Middle East. And the aircraft carrier Dwight E. Eisenhower and its carrier strike group are headed to the eastern Mediterranean, joining the Ford carrier strike group to provide support to Israel. More than 4,000 people have been killed in Israel and Gaza since Hamas launched its attack on Israel on October 7th the Associated Press reported. Nearly 200 Israelis, including children, were taken hostage. As of Sunday, the U.S. State Department said 30 Americans have been killed since the outbreak of the war. The U.S. is also aware of 13 missing citizens and has been in contact with their families. Last week, President Joe Biden confirmed Americans had been taken hostage by Hamas as well. But the White House hasn't provided a number on how many, aside from calling it less than a handful. A senior defense official confirmed to reporters last week that American military advisors are on the ground in Israel consulting with Israeli Defense Forces leaders about rescuing Americans and other hostages being held in Gaza. The official said there is currently no plan to send in American special operations units to help. More than a million people have fled their homes in the Gaza Strip in the past week as water supplies dwindle and hospitals warn they're on the verge of collapse. Humanitarian aid is stuck at Gaza's border with Egypt. But a second front may open up on its northern border with Lebanon. Israel has exchanged fire repeatedly with the terrorist group Hezbollah. As the war rages, there is an increased urgency in Washington for the House of Representatives to confirm a new speaker. Without one, work in the chamber is at a standstill. Representative Jim Jordan is trying to shore up support to win the gavel. He'll need almost the full majority of his colleagues behind him in a House floor vote. Another important story... Videos circulating on social media claim to show a laser destroying missiles during the Israel-Hamas war, but those images were actually altered clips from a military simulation video game. For more on this, C4 ISRNet reporter Colin Demarest joins the episode today. So Colin, what is this laser system at the center of these incorrect internet claims? So the weapon at the center of all of this uh, inaccurate hubbub is the iron beam. It's made by Israeli defense company Raphael. The Iron Beam is a 100 kilowatt directed energy system, specifically a high energy laser or HEL. It's meant to take down incoming rockets, artillery, mortars, and even drones. So that's both CRAM and CUAS for the abbreviations there. Um, one of our colleagues here at C4 in 2022 reported Iron Beam wouldn't be operational for another two or three years, which was a major red flag for me for these videos cropping up all over the place. And Raphael, the developer, is also known for its work on Iron Dome and David's Sling. And so where did these claims come from? So I, I personally came across the videos on, on Twitter 
or X over the weekend. Um, and something just like immediately looked off. I don't really know how to de- describe it other than it looked like video game footage that had been messed with to make it look like it was from the front lines or something like that. It was shaky and low resolution, just kind of a mess. Uh, and it turns out it was, in fact, a, a clip from Arma 3, a photorealistic military simulation game. Arma is known for its player customization and high-fidelity recording capabilities. I'm sure there's other misleading clips out there taken from other sources. That's just the one I zeroed in on. But it also does seem like every time there is a new conflict or outbreak of fighting, it's a rush to abuse this Arma footage and, and the video game engine. Thanks, Colin. For more conversations like this one, please like and rate us wherever you get your podcasts. Missile defense has been even more in the headlines since the escalation of the Israel-Hamas war. Be sure to tune in at noon today for a special episode with Defense Newsland warfare reporter Jen Judson for more on that. In other news, Veterans Affairs officials are asking veterans to reach out to fellow service members and friends as part of the first National Buddy Check Week. It's a public campaign designed to reduce suicides among current and former military members. VA leaders are asking veterans to reach out to at least 10 fellow veterans or military members to see how they're feeling and talk about frustrations that could compound into more serious health problems. The effort runs through the end of the week. The stated goal is to build peer-to-peer connections, improve mental health, and increase access to VA resources. Supporters of the Buddy Week effort say outreach could help veterans experiencing emotional trauma or lingering mental health issues. It can help break down stigmas surrounding getting help for those problems. And it could better educate the public on available assistance resources. Veterans groups have unofficially observed the week in recent years. It was mandated by Congress in legislation adopted in late 2022. According to research from the Department of Veterans Affairs, roughly 20 veterans and military members die each day as a result of suicide. That number has decreased slightly in recent years, but still translates into about 7,000 deaths annually. Veterans in need of emergency counseling can call 988 for help. Also on the radar for today, in case you missed it, more than two-thirds of active duty service members are within the overweight or obese ranges of the body mass index. That's according to a report by the American Security Project. The obesity rate is calculated using a person's age, height, and weight. Defense Department data shows it has more than doubled over the past decade, increasing from 10% to roughly 21%. At the same time, more than half of young Americans now qualify as obese. It's the number one disqualifier for recruiting prospects. Here's why it all matters. The report's main message is to push DOD to put more effort into helping those struggling with their weight whether it's high numbers on the scale or disordered eating in general. The report's major recommendations include the following. First, reviewing body composition standards. BMI tends to underestimate obesity when compared to more high-tech body fat measurement devices. Second, troops with high BMI should be referred to credentialed doctors with an expertise in treating obesity. And third, DOD should include BMI data on reports it provides to Congress on recruiting and retention. BMI is based on a 200-year-old calculation that sought to define the body composition of the, quote, normal man. It has faced controversy in recent years. The American Medical Association in June updated its policy on BMI. The new policy urges doctors to use BMI as one measure of body composition, complemented by other measurements. 
And now, here are some other stories that we're hearing chirps about. The United Nations humanitarian chief said this week that as many as 9,000 people have been killed in six months of war between Sudan's military and a powerful paramilitary group. In case you missed it, Politico reported that Ukrainian pilots are expected to begin training to fly the F-16 fighter jet at an Air National Guard base in Tucson, Arizona this week. Task and Purpose reported that Captain Daniel Reynolds graduated from the U.S. military's ranger school last week, becoming the first Space Force Guardian to earn a ranger tab. He is effectively the military's first space ranger. And the outlet KTSM reported that Fort Bliss officials confirmed a military vehicle rolled over Sunday morning off post in New Mexico. A spokesperson for Fort Bliss and the 1st Armored Division said no military or civilian personnel were hurt in the incident. And on this day in history, in 1931, gangster Al Capone, one of the most notorious criminals of the early 20th century, is sentenced to 11 years in prison for tax evasion. He eventually would serve time at Alcatraz, the one-time military prison located on the island offshore from San Francisco, California. That's it for us this morning. To get more of the top stories and breaking news, go to defensenews.com EBB to subscribe to the Early Bird Brief newsletter. Please give us a like, rating, and a comment wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to follow us on social media at Defense underscore News and at Military Times. The Early Bird Brief is hosted by me, Jonathan Larefeld, and produced by Zimone Z. Perez. Today's episode features stories by The Associated Press, Colin Demarest, Leo Shane III, and Megan Myers. Our editor-in-chief is Mike Roos. Have a great day.